Okay, good morning, everyone. Welcome inside the 360 Sports Show, hosted by Andrew Pizzelli and Christian Lauber. A happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there listening, hopefully. Uh, I know we've got a couple who are fans of the show, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk about them a little while later. But uh, for now, just the, the regular run of the mill. We are the 360 Sports Show, giving you 360 coverage of everything in the wide world of sports and luckily this week we did have a couple of actual sporting events and some big sporting news to get into so we'll have that along with our top five sports movies we will be discussing those later on in the show we'll be revealing our top five sports movies if you'd like to talk about anything uh, that we're talking about or send in uh, questions comments concerns you can hit us up through instagram and twitter at 360 sports show or send us an email to the 360 sports show at gmail.com, or if you're listening live right now, we're live every Sunday at 11 a.m. You can comment right there in the comment section of the video. If you're catching us on a podcast, thank you for finding us. Make sure you subscribe, and you can always send your emails and thoughts throughout social media or throughout the week, and we'll get to them on Sunday. So without further ado, let's check in first with uh, Christian Lauber. Christian, uh, are you there on the line, and how are you doing? I am here. Uh, I'm doing all right. Another day without sports, you know, except the <laughs> UFC, but... Yeah, so um, where, where do you want to start? Do we want to start? We had, we did have UFC last night, an actual live. We were, we're not watching uh, replays of games from 20 years ago or documentaries about games. We actually had sports to watch. Do you want to start there, or do you want to start elsewhere? Um, you know what? We can start wherever you'd like. I mean, I know, you know, probably the biggest thing was schedule day, but. Uh, you know, I know UFC was on last night, and we have a couple other things that we can hit. So uh, away we go. I, you know, you you start, and I'll uh, I'll kind of chime in on the, on the first one. All right. Well, I say because UFC just happened last night, we'll start there. And I think it 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 has um, you know it, it was a success. Uh, they they pulled it off, and so I think that's important. Not just as far as like if you're a UFC fan and watch UFC, or if you're a starved sports fan. It's a good sign that we can start to get things going. So, like everybody, all you hear from the NBA and the NHL and, and all these other the not the NFL. The NFL is like we're going to have games with full stadiums in September. They're in complete denial. But the other yeah. leagues are kind of in this wait and see mode. And you know, I think something like this happening uh, is is big uh, in terms of you know, kind of making progress towards, you know, they're going to start bringing golf back. They're going to they're, they're gonna start bringing slowly things back. And we've been aiming the whole time for having, you know, NBA or NHL in August. So these are, if, if, you're, if you're at all hopeful for getting those seasons back, having things like this happening now is huge towards that. Yeah, I mean, the UFC makes sense because you have a certain amount of people in there. And I, my guess is they have, they have testing just based on, you know, Dana White's been pretty adamant about getting back to it here. So my guess is they would have some sort of, of testing or some sort of method where they, they know these guys aren't positive for COVID, obviously. Um, and, you know, it's, a, it's, it's one of those sports that it's like there's, there's a lot of contact, obviously. Uh, but uh, you, can, you can do a couple of things to make it less. And obviously there was no fans there. Um, and you had a few people, uh, you could hear the commentators as, uh, probably in the, 
in the octagon, I would imagine, because uh, it was pretty, uh, pretty loud compared to you know, crowd noise and all that stuff. Uh, but it's it's a good, it's a good start. I'll say that. And I know Dana White's been the one that's like, okay, we want to get this going. We'll do it without fans. We'll do it some way. We'll get it done. So he's been pretty adamant about actually getting back, and it's good to see that they did. Um, I, I saw the highlights of it, but uh, you know, if if a sport like UFC can do something like this, I would imagine that MLB maybe could because just just based on you know the spacing and everything. But it's tough with the other sports like basketball that it's just I don't know the the, the key is testing. I, I still think that the key is testing, but it's a good start anyway that UFC got something in. Yeah, and you know UFC needs it. They don't need as many people um, to get a fight off the ground. So you have obviously the two guys in the ring. You have an official. You have uh, you know you have a referee. You have the officials. You know people scoring the match. Which honestly, I mean, I guess you have to be in there in person. But technically, I guess maybe they could be remote. I don't know. Uh, and then you have broadcasters who, again, you know, a, a lot of broadcasters now, even like if you. If you ever like were in a booth for like a Sunday night football game and you watch Al Michaels, he is calling the game mostly off of the screen because you know, it, especially night games, it's tough with the light, you know, and unless you're going to have binoculars, you know, they're kind of high up, which is good. You can see the whole game develop, but some to see some details, honestly, you're better off just watching the broadcast camera. So a lot of these guys call games just off the screen, off the prompter. So, you know, you could technically have broadcasters just watching the match um, in a remote location and in, 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 in not necessarily ringside. But, you know, even still, even if you wanted to have all those people in there, you're talking about, you know, 20 to 40 people max between having medical personnel and trainers and, and camera people. So it's a much smaller operation for UFC. Um, you know, they put out figures for the NBA that it was going to be probably close to, if like at bare minimum, like 1,500 people would be needed to get the, the the NBA season going. That's all the players, that's coaching, that's strength conditioning, training, that's broadcasters. Like it would take 1,500 people. That's how many people, like at bare minimum, and that's probably with you know one camera guy, you know, to get yeah. to, to get to get a season to get a season in. Um, that seems like it's too much, too. I don't know. And yeah, that's I mean, and that, that's a lot of tests, and that's just for the NBA. You know, if 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 this is if the NFL is going to need to have constant testing, I mean, now you're talking about maybe ten thousand, you know, probably fifteen thousand people, because NFL rosters are obviously significantly larger. So, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough. Um, but again. It's tough to do it, say, if you wanted to imagine it right now. What things will look like in three months, maybe the landscape's different. So I think that's why the NFL is just trying to hold out hope um, and that they can just not have to do anything, which is kind of typical, I think, for the way the NFL would prepare. Like, until we have to do something, we're not going to do anything. Um, and, and Yeah, I mean, thus far, the, the NFL has operated as if there's nothing going on. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, right? I mean, they, they seem like they're like, okay, full steam ahead, no worries. Yeah, obviously the offseason stuff is going to be different in the preseason, but that's one of the and they did some stuff with the schedule, which we'll get into. But that's one that I'm confident that there will be a season at some point just based on the NFL and how they operate. 
Yeah. Um, but they did some things in the schedule to be able to, you know, shuffle things around or throw, throw games at the back end of the schedule or, you know, a number of things that you can. So uh, to wrap up the UFC stuff, um, as far as the results went, uh, Francis Ngannou, uh, round one knockout. Um, so that's so, you know, those are always exciting. But it's always disappointing when you have knockouts in, in boxing or in, in UFC because you get hyped for a fight and you're waiting and you're waiting and you're waiting. And then it's like, oh, oh, yeah. it's over. That took 20 <laughs> seconds. <laughs> um, uh, Henry Kajudo, uh, he topped Dominic Cruz uh, in round two. Uh, that The official called that. And we'll get into there's a point about that I want to make. Uh, and then uh, in the main event, uh, Justin... Uh, how do you say his last name? Is it Gaethje? Gaethje? I'm not sure. Uh, Gaethje, yeah, but I'm not top Tony there. Ferguson. That went uh, into the fifth round, so that that was a solid fight. Um, but the Dominic Cruz Kajudo uh, fight uh, immediately, as soon as it ended, Cruz was not happy at all about you know the official calling the fight, um, and basically he claims that the referee smelled of alcohol. And cigarettes. Um, uh, the guy smelled like alcohol and cigarettes, so who knows what he was doing. Cruz then doubled down on his claim, saying the referee definitely smelled of alcohol and cigarettes while stating that he wanted to change officials as soon as he set foot in the octagon d- uh, to do battle with Kajudo. I wish they drug tested him, Cruz said about the referees. I know Herb Dean is good. He's one of the best refs. Immediately when I saw that ref, I was like, man, is there a way to veto a ref and get a new one. I wonder that as fighters, do we have that choice? I wish we did. <laughs> so, you know what? <laughs> this, I don't know. You sound pretty salty. Yeah. Well, I mean, but who knows? I mean, you know, if, if, you know, what, what, what situations these guys are in, you know, I'm sure if this was the, you know, maybe this ref had been, you know, on, he was on day 29 of his coronavirus bender. So, and they, plucked him out, you know, and said, hey, we need you to call a fight. And he's like, what? I didn't think we were doing fights anymore. No, nah, man, we got a fight tonight. You didn't get the email? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll come down and do that, sure. I will say it was pretty crazy that he stopped it with, like, what, two, three seconds left in the round? Yeah. Like, that's that's an interesting choice. I don't know. I, I feel like a guy could cover up for another two seconds. Well, that's what Cruz was upset about. He was like, you know, sometimes you get stunned. Sometimes you get hit. You know, let me give me a chance to get up. Like, let me, like, give me a chance. Let me in. Well, how many times have you seen, like, those up kicks? Those things can do some damage. So you never know what can happen. But two seconds, that's, I, I kind of agree. Like, he does sound a little bit, like, uh, babyish, but also, like, that two seconds, man, I feel like he could, you know, last another two seconds. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, and, and I don't know what it's like. Well, no, I guess they, they ring the bell. So I, 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 don't, I, you know, how cognizant is the official of, how much time is left and whether or not he wants to make a call that quickly, you know, and, and, and is he thinking like, you know, I could get this guy to the next round. Then again, maybe not, maybe you don't want that. Cause then that leads to, you know, then, then that's like the slippery slope of like the mobbed up ref, you know, <laughs> I gotta imagine. I mean, I gotta imagine the corners of the two guys are, you know, 10 or 15 seconds, 10 seconds telling them how much time is left. You know, to their guy, so the referee is probably hearing it, but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. So, anyway, hey, good to have an actual sporting event uh, to talk about. Um, let me see. Did they say when the next? 
UFC event will be? Let's see. Da, 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 da. This was UFC 249. I would imagine probably next month at some point, but it could be sooner. Until like a week from now when everybody who was involved in this test positive for coronavirus. <laughs> which, yeah, exactly. which, would, which would be the worst possible outcome. Because the yeah, event itself, they were able to put on an event that was a success. Without fans, limited personnel, all that stuff. If then something like that happens where it's like this becomes like a trigger point where it's like for another round of, of outbreaks, like if if, if, all, if something happens to any of the people involved, that's going to be a major setback. So just because the event went off fine, you almost like now <laughs> your team is on the clock. <laughs> like you, We have to get through a week, 10 days here and make sure that uh, that everything was actually able to be uh, pulled off without a hitch. Um, well, let me tell you, I mean, if you see some still pictures, you want to know what these thousands of droplets look like? Just watch a still photo of a guy getting punched in the face. You'll know pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's very true. I mean, and even like the slow-mo, you see that, you know, the guys, you know, you can't control, um, you, you don't have much control of your bodily fluids when you're getting uh, kicked straight up in through the jaw or taking a haymaker to the face. No, you can't. Yeah. No control. <laughs> How much you can do there. Yeah. Um, so uh, kind of the big thing, as you said, Christian, you know, obviously it's not game related or anything. Um, but the big thing is that uh, the NFL schedule came out this week. And I was thinking um, if you had any initial thoughts about the schedule as a whole, I was thinking maybe we could play a little game, at least with the AFC East. We can we can go down uh, the the schedule and maybe kind of predict the games and then uh, we can kind of see where uh, where the teams stand um, record wise so uh, any opening thoughts on on the schedule as a whole in the NFL um, putting the schedule out I mean I, I do think it's kind of weird that you know th- you know your proceeding is normal and you know oh, have the schedule released now and you know who knows if you're actually going to play on September 13th you know um, so I think it's a little odd that they, you know, and they've said that things can change, but they didn't really outline what process that would be. Um, I don't know. Go, you know, your opening thoughts on the schedule as a whole, maybe. Yeah. I mean, in my mind, I, I'm, my guess is they're just remaining up optimistic about it, which is fine. I mean, nothing has really, you know, brought person to person contact in yet. So it's, uh, it's definitely different. And they're, they're acting like it's not even a thing. But in reality, you know, the draft was online. Uh, the schedule was put out, obviously, as as normal. Um, and they made a big thing of it this year. So there's some things that they're doing that are, are you know, interesting. Like, oh, we're going to play games right, right when the season starts, you know. But it'll be interesting to see because, you know, pretty soon it's, you know, off-season workouts, preseason, everything like that coming up here in the next few months. So we'll see about that. Um, the schedule. Um, I thought it was interesting. They they did uh, they did spread out some primetime games, um, and it makes me think that they're giving themselves the opening to kind of flip things around. There's a lot of there's a lot of good good primetime matchups that maybe okay. Well, this week we could move here. Um, we could slide this week to the end, this week to the middle, something like that, and and kind of axe out a few games if need be in the early part. And it seems like they're giving themselves room to do that. 
I just, you know, the, the two that obviously interested me most were obviously the Patriots because, you know, it's going to be a different type of season with the, you know, new quarterback situation and also the Buccaneers. Um, I, I think both of us, uh, both the Patriots and the Bucs, I believe, have five primetime games, if not mistaken, which is pretty crazy. I mean, they're telling you that, you know, the league still believes that the Patriots are going to be somewhat of a draw, maybe because people want to see them lose. Or maybe because, you know, let's see what Belichick's got. Let's put him in, in these spots. Um, but those were kind of my initial thoughts. And I think, you know, I, I really hope that they can play these games like pretty soon in September after after the holiday there and just get things going. Some type of normalcy, it seems like that's what they want to do. Well, speaking of the Buccaneers, um, a little quirk. The NFL says we didn't do this on purpose. The Patriots and Buccaneers don't play at the same time until week 15. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's smart. As you said, the the two teams are kind of joined. People are going to want to see how Tom Brady does in Tampa Bay, and people are going to want to see how the Patriots do. And and people, you know, people hate the Patriots, right? Uh, especially when when Brady was there, they probably will, they'll still hate them. Probably not as much now, if you know, if they're not winning as much. Um, but people will still hate Belichick. But the Patriots say being in the Super Bowl was always a good thing for the NFL. The NFL maybe didn't want the Patriots to win every Super Bowl, but them being there from 2007 on, those were some of the best games, the high, most most watched games. I mean, as soon as you know, you know, Seahawks Broncos. As soon as like the second quarter of that game got underway and the, the the Seahawks are clearly routing the Broncos, people tuned away, you know. But if that were the Patriots, if that were Tom Brady getting routed, you know people would stay tuned. And probably, in fact, more people would tune in to watch the carnage. Um, yeah. So them being there is good. And I think, like you said, the Patriots, five primetime games. Now, a lot of this is probably subject to flexing and, and, and all of that. But – you know, it it speaks to that the Patriots are still going to this year be a draw. What do they look like without Tom Brady? What can Bill Belichick do? You know, if they're losing, people are still going to want to watch because it's like, finally, yes, yes, welcome back to mediocrity. Um, people are going to be excited uh, to see that happen. Um, so if you want, we can we can do the Buccaneers schedule as well. We can we can run down the 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 buck schedule here but uh if we want to start with uh we should just start with the jets because they blow you want to you want to start from the bottom and work your way up Um, yeah let's start there yeah all right do you how about you do this you pull up the uh the jet schedule and you read off the games and uh i will i will notate uh as we go all right first game of the year jets at bills Jets at Bills. Ooh, that's a that's a loss. loss. That's a loss. So <laughs> let me let me go over here and then I'll put a W, just so that we we're all cross reference. We don't want to we don't want to have you know everybody the AFC East goes thirteen to three. Wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Um, okay. Uh, all right, week two for the Jets. They are home against the 49ers. Oh, loss. <laughs> I do think the 49ers may come back down to earth, but that they're is They're not losing loss. to the Jets. That no is way. a loss. Yeah. No way. Uh, then we got Jets at Colts. Hmm. Probably a loss. Hmm. On the road. I don't know. I don't like that. 
Well, actually, you know what, though? No fans in the stands. I mean, what does it matter? Yeah. Well, hey, <laughs> the Colts can still pump in crowd noise. <laughs> true. Yeah, that's true. Um, now it's going to be really obvious, like, oh, it's raucous here. Wait a minute. Um, yeah, I guess I got a loss, too. I mean, now that Phillip Rivers is on the Colts, this seems like this would be a typical Phillip Rivers loss where it's like, you know, <laughs> should beat the Jets at home. Oh, wait. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I'll, I'll go loss again. For, for the Jets. And we got uh, Broncos going to New York. All so right. Jets at home again. That That is their first first W. One and one. go lost again. Uh, th- uh, one and three. Um, okay, so here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do. So I'll keep, I'll keep a separate tab for you, Christian. And so you've got them at Oh and four. That's why I quickly tap into with uh to the comment section here uh on Facebook. Michael's been uh Michael's been talking to us. Um Miami and Jets have back to back games first time since nineteen ninety one this has happened in the NFL. Who the hell thought that was a good idea? Um also as a referee he said, because um, I know Michael has uh ref wrestling matches, he said the refs should be very aware of the time uh in in a match. So just to kind of go back to our UFC point. So yeah. Like still kind of uh kind of odd that that guy uh called that match when he did, but uh, uh we'll we'll still draw on with the schedule. Uh, Michael also says that he will still hate the Patriots, so good to know. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, Shocker. All right, week five for the Jets. Uh, Cardinals at Jets. So, oh man, oh. that's a loss. That's another loss. Mm. Yeah, L's. <laughs> Week six. All right, this is going to be the first W. Jets at Chargers. Mm. Who's their quarterback again? Oh, yeah, Tyrod Taylor. Um, Tyrod. Yeah, I'll give them the win. And then Bills at Jets. Bills at Jets. Tough one. Loss. Yeah. <laughs> Next Into up. November. Jets at Kansas City. I, I think this is probably going to be a loss. Yeah. Most likely. 100%. This is all assuming, um, you know, uh, that there's no injuries. <laughs> you know. So yes, yeah. Unless Pat Mahomes is wrapped in a cast, um, there's. I think even on one leg, Mahomes could still beat the Jets. So they would just have to put wheels on his cast, and they'd have to like wheel him up to the line of scrimmage uh, for the next play. Yeah, and he'll still win. Yep. And the first tough one here. Let's see. Patriots at Jets. Prime time game, eight fifteen. Ooh. <laughs> At Jets. This is tough because I mean, normally you'd say there's you'd say you know n- no chance. The Patriots occasionally will lose, but then again, no fans. That's that's the thing here is like that New York. You know, when the Patriots have lost in New York, it's been you know it's that road environment. It's the crowd because that Jets crowd gets yeah. worked up into a froth. Um, I, if there's no fans, um, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean a win for the Patriots here and, and a loss for the Jets. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to say the same. All right, next up. Uh, Jets at Dolphins. Jets at Dolphinos. <laughs> I'll say loss on that one. Yeah, double L's. And then here's your back-to-back -back Dolphins at Jets. <laughs> oh, man. I'll take the split. I'll, I'll give them a win. I'll take the split on that. <laughs> take the split. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can get down with that. Next. And into December, Raiders at Jets. Raiders at the Jets. The Las Vegas Raiders. <sighs> I'm going to say, I'm going to say win. Because I, I just, I don't know. The Raiders haven't showed me any improvement, and you know they're still going to be coming east. Uh, the The Jets will be coming off a a big home win against the Dolphins, and uh, I think I think the Raiders just you know fall. Yeah, through. I'll take the Jets on that one as well. So so far we've got four and one, two, three, four. We're four and eight so far. Rough. Uh, they're going to be four and nine as they go to Seattle. Uh, oh, I had that backwards in my head. I was like, "You're going to win?" I was like, "Oh wait, no, no, no. loss." <laughs> I don't know why I just had that backwards in my mind. Okay, yeah, double L's. No, no, no chance to win out there again, unless Russell Wilson is, you know, in the like Hannibal Lecter chair. Yeah. And then they stick out west and go to the Rams. Mm. Uh, this, that's a one. that's a trap game. What are the what are the Rams going to be this year? You know, what are yeah, the Rams going to be? Uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say L. I'm gonna say they they don't win that. Yeah, I'll say loss as well. Okay. And then Browns at Jets. Browns that's a tough one. And this would be I'll say win. Now here's what's interesting too is about some of these games is like normally if this was this late in the season, the Jets maybe are like still they're a young team, they still got something to play for, they're trying to prove themselves. Whereas at this point in the season, if the Browns are having a bad year, it's just tank. It's just so bad. You know, because the, they have expectations, they have talent, but if they're not winning again, like this is a game where like they should win, but they go in, they don't give a crap, and they get their doors blown off. Um, yeah. And lose to a bad team. But what if the first four weeks of the season get pushed, you know, to the end of the season, and instead of this being week sixteen or week fifteen, this is really week nine. Um, totally different complexion. But we have to go off the way it's it's laid out right now. And I'm going to say that they lose to the Browns. I'll go win. Win. Oh. Screw it. All right. Last two. And then uh, Jets at Patriots. Jets at Patriots. 
Oh, I know why I'm screwed up. You you skipped over a bye week. Okay. When was the Jets' bye week? I just got to keep this, this table online. I'm like, something's not right here. Uh, that's a good question. Hold up, this one. Have it. <clears throat> but they uh, they're not looking too hot. Uh, week eleven is their bye week. Aha, da, 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 da. Week eleven. I'll scoot this down. All right, Jets at the Patriots. L. <laughs> Big loss. Big loss. Um. So. One, two, three, uh, four, and twelve. We both have the Jets going. That sounds about right. I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I I I think that's for for how they're constituted and the 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 teams they're going against the this the AFC East has an incredibly difficult schedule. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, I, I I think it's, you know, may, maybe if it was a, a slightly easier schedule, some of these teams would have better records. But for where the Jets are, um, yeah, four and twelve is it. <laughs> for me, the Jets are more about the coach than anything. I just don't believe in Gase. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he believes in himself either. But he's happy to get paid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so uh, moving on to the Buffalo Bills. Um, we already have them at two and zero, uh, defeating the Jets twice. So uh, let me give. All right, so yeah, we go. Uh, that's week one and week seven, but we'll fill in the gaps here. So week two, the Bills go down to Miami. Ooh, 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 loss. Such a tough one. Um. Yeah, I'll give it to Miami. Yeah, I, th- I think I think early on, uh, I think it'll be probably though I don't know. It did snow yesterday here in New England uh, on May 9th. so I guess I'm not going to try and predict the weather. I'd imagine it's going to be hot and humid uh, down in Miami uh, on September 20th. But who knows? Maybe maybe there'll be a blizzard and that would favor the Bills. But I'm going to go off of precedent and say that that's not going to happen. So yeah. Yeah, let's uh, hear clear of snow in Florida in September. That would be frightening. All right. Week three. Four, then they go to – so they're home, back home against the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, home against the Rams. I'm going to say win. Yeah, win. Yeah. Now, again, crowd that crowd thing is just – no fans in the stands is huge for these some of these buildings. Yeah, yeah. I still, I still think that the Bills are the better team. Honestly, yeah, I don't know. Compare and contrast. I think the defenses are on par. If not, I lean Bills because that Rams defense is kind of having to get tinkered apart because of their cap situation. So I, I give them the defense. Yeah. Offensively, I honestly think it's a wash because just start at the quarterback position. Honestly, I I, I would rather be in the Bills situation. They're not paying. <laughs> Golf getting paid all that money is bad. I thought that was a horrible contract to give a guy when it was clearly more about the system and McVay than Goff. You could have let him walk and drafted a quarterback in the second round to just run your system and get the same amount yeah. of production and not have to pay the yeah, guy agreed. that money. So uh, I'm I'm uh, 
gonna roll with Josh Allen. I'm I'm completely. I'd, uh, I'd much rather go with him than than Golf. You say that now, but it could be Jake Fromm in week three. We don't know. Hey, uh, fine. <laughs> I'll fine. take him though uh, over Goff as well. Yeah. So, but that's see that's the thing though is like the Rams did that. Uh, um, they should have done something like that. Like a guy like Fromm. Yeah. <laughs> like that's who they should have gone after last year. Um, and you could have. I mean, though, I think they do have an out after next year if they want from golf with all these contracts. But anyway, getting off topic. Uh, week four for yes. the Bills. Week four. Bills go to Las Vegas. Bills in Vegas. Ooh. I'm gonna say win. Again, I don't. I don't know. The Bills are a good team, and I, I don't think the Raiders are. So, uh, new home, no fans. Where's the motivation gonna be? I, I don't know. I feel like they're gonna be there. The Raiders are gonna be one of those mystery teams this year. They're either gonna surprise everyone and go, you know, eleven and five, twelve and four, or they're just gonna go three and thirteen, and 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 yeah. just nobody's gonna care. I'm gonna give. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna say loss on that one. Okay, loss. That seems like one of those cluster weeks where it's just Vegas wins like twenty to seventeen or something. Uh, so then, following that up, they go to Tennessee, which is a win. Can't win. Yeah. Uh no, I don't. I don't agree. Which week is this, by the way? Is this week five? Week five, yeah. Week five. You say win. I say, I say loss. You said loss to the Raiders, right? Yeah, all, loss to the Raiders. I got all screwed up here. Okay, so we flip flop here. Okay. Um. Nah, yeah, I, I think the tight, I think the Titans, uh, can beat them. I, I think that's a very good game. Um, yeah, I actually, I, yeah. I think I give the Titans a slight edge. You know, I think Tannehill's. Uh, I think Tannehill's better than Allen. Um, you know that one one team um, couldn't figure out how to how to win a playoff game. The other, you know, knocked off two of the preeminent teams in the AFC and, and made it to an AFC championship game and had a ten point lead until you know the Chiefs decided to turn it on. So yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm, I'm going to say the Titans uh, win that one. All right, and they come back home and go. Let's see, Kansas City is next. Lost. At, uh, see again at home with a full crowd, maybe. But I still think, yeah, probably Kansas City wins that one. So lost. They they have they have the defense to try and contain Mahomes because it takes um, it takes speed. Um, same with what it would take to have, you know, dethrone the Ravens. You needed to have basically the fastest defense in the league, but they're not going to yeah. be able to put up points. They're not going to be able to put up the amount of points it takes. Like you can say like, wow, we had a really good day against the chiefs and they still put up 28 points. So you, much, yeah. you need to put up points. And I don't know if, if, if the bills offense can be that prolific. So loss. Yeah. And they already gave so them the, then... the, the double win here against the jets. Yep, Jets are good, and then uh, at home against New England. Who do 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 do? Say win at home. Win again. Yeah, no crowd. It's tough. Um, 
Yeah, I yeah, I go win. Win for the Bills. And then they come this, back. This could be the year for Bills Mafia. As of right now, be. the Bills are five and three. All right, uh, they're about to be five and four against Seattle, but <laughs> yeah, agreed. Pressing on. Seattle's just one of those teams that's going to be right there again. So uh, then they go on the road against Arizona. Uh, I'm gonna say loss. It's so that's one of those weird trap games where uh, you know uh, on the road for a long time. Cardinals m- maybe are, are are gonna have be be improved. Uh, they're not a bad team. They're not a good team. They're not a bad team. And that's the type of game that would tell you a lot about where the Bills are at. If the Bills go out and they play Seattle and they play a tough game and it's close, doesn't matter win or loss, um, but they play a good game um, and follow it up by, you know, being able to beat a Cardinals team, that shows a lot of mental toughness and all. Oh, it shows you that it factor. You know, if you could bounce yeah. back, say, from a tough loss to Seattle and, and get a win on the road when you when you should win. Um, I'm going to say loss. I, you know, just how I feel about it. Um, I don't feel good about it. But as of right now, now that could change, you know, once once we get into, get into the season. Um, but as of right now, I don't have the faith in the Bills to, to – if, if they lost to Seattle like that, I feel like that's the game they kind of put all their, their energy into. And then – I feel like they probably play some ugly slug. You know what? What time is that game at? That feel that feels like a Sunday one. Four o five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That that feels like an ugly. That that's an ugly. That's like the game where it's like it's the only game on in market for us. You know because like the Patriots played it at one, and now you know we only get one game at four o'clock before the night game, and it's just like you're full on food, and you're just like. God, this game sucks. I'm going to take a nap. <laughs> Wake me up when it's dinner time. Uh, so, loss. I'm going to go win. I, Arizona intrigues me just because I think Murray's gotten a lot better over the year, over the last few years, and they just got Hopkins. And, you know, Larry Fitzgerald feels like he's 400, but he's still so good. So, I'll say I'll say win, but uh, Arizona's an interesting one to me. I feel like they can, they can get some... Uh, Sneaky wins against good teams. All, all that the NFC West teams are. Um, Michael chimed in in the comments. Is the NFC West the best division in football? I certainly think so. I mean, you've Probably, got, yeah. you know, you've got uh, the Niners just went to the Super Bowl. Uh, the Rams went to the Super Bowl the year before that. Uh, the Seahawks perennially uh, in talk, you know, in contention. The Cardinals have been down recently, but the thing is, all those teams. Always play each other tough. That is a very competitive division, um, and because it, it's that, you know, it's it's a gauntlet. Usually, because you get piggybacked up. If you're a, if you're an East Coast team, you're going out there. You're going to have to play two of those teams, um, probably in the same week or or, or two weeks. So you know, yeah. maybe the Cardinals aren't the toughest team in the world, but after you get the snot beat in by the Seahawks, now you got to go to the Cardinals. It's like ugh. So yeah, I think I think they're hands down the best best division in in football. All right. So after Arizona, they got the bye week in week eleven. Okay. And then coming out of the bye at the home against the Chargers. Home against the Win. Chargers. Yeah, 
That one, lock. <laughs> yeah. W. They lose that one, bad loss. Yeah, really bad. And then they go on the road uh, back to the West Coast uh, against the Niners. Ooh. Ooh. This is a toughie. Really tough one. This is a toughie. <laughs> I'm going to say win. I'm going to say win. Yeah, I'm going to say win. I'm going to say win. Big win. And then, see, at home, 8-20, Sunday night. So they go Monday there, Monday night game against San Francisco, and then they come back home on next Sunday night against the Steelers. I'm going to say loss. I'm going to say win. And here's why. Say win again. You had your bye week. You played, you played out west. You came home. You had your bye week. You beat a Chargers team you should beat. You go back to the west coast. You play the Niners. That's a huge win. You come home. The Steelers are always going to be tough, no matter what. And I think, you'll, I think they lose this game. You gotta, they win. You got you to gotta win. Bills are on a four-game win streak, according to Christian. All right, next. At Denver. Win. I'm gonna say loss there. I'm gonna say sneaky bad loss. Late so so season. so we flip flopped. So that's so so you have the sneaky loss here. I had it the week before, but I dig it. Mile high. That's a tough place to play. Yeah. Uh, and then at New England, <laughs> I'm gonna say back to back losses. Win. The Patriots are going 0-2 against the Bills, right? Is that what we have? Yep. Is that what you had? Yeah. Well, you no. I, I got the split. No, no. I took the split. Yeah, you took uh, the split. I got, I got them. I got them going 0-2. You, uh, you, you took the split. Week, week, uh, and, uh, week 17. Week 17 at home against the Dolphins. Hmm. I'll say win on that one. At home. I'm going to say loss. Never know what that's so you got win, and I've got a loss there. All right, let's let's tally these up now. For all the Buffalo Bills fans out there, 1, 2, 3, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 10 and 6, according to Christian, and I believe we're the same because we pretty much 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. No. Did I count wrong? <laughs> Let's double check. I thought we were pretty much the same everywhere. One, two, three. Nope. I've got them at nine and seven. Wow. I guess I didn't mm. think the build. Interesting. That's the team to beat in the division. Yeah. All these schedules are real tough. Where did I Just give the losses? Days. Where did I give the losses where you gave the wins? One. Pittsburgh was one of them, I believe. No, I gave them. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I I'm sticking with nine and seven, which is honestly, again, if if the Bills played a crap schedule like they did last year, they go eleven and five. But um, 
Nine and seven it is for now. All right. On to the Miami Dolphins. This one's interesting. All right. Well, obviously, they open up against New England. Uh, loss. Yeah, loss. I think I said loss. I hope so. So the Patriots get an opening day win. We've already got that in the books. That's actually the good thing about us doing this backwards is we've kind of already locked ourselves in to a number of uh, Patriots games. So yeah. So it show uh, it'll it'll show I think somewhat a uh, a lack of bias. Um. So, anyways. Or so you think. Or so we'll you see. Think. Yeah. Uh, I would say. Yeah, so we went lot and then again, yeah, week two is Buffalo, which I think we both had loss on that one as well. Um, we both have the Dolphins winning that game. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, that's at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Week three for the Finns. At Jacksonville. Gross. Ew. Um Win. I'm gonna say win. Yeah. Yeah, win. <clears throat> I would hope, anyway, if, the, if Miami's really up and coming here, uh, I would hope that Jacksonville's a win. Yep. And it's a tough stretch for them, though. Oof. And then they go home uh, against Seattle, which probably will, at home. Loss. Seattle's, Seattle's the superior team. I agree. I feel like Seattle has those weird weeks where they just blow, though. Yeah, but... I... I'll say... I'll say loss, but yeah, yeah, that's a tough travel though too for Seattle. Week five at San Francisco. Mm. Oh. I'm gonna say win. Oh, that's big win because I feel like the Niners are gonna have they're gonna have a. Uh, a hangover here. <sighs> Week five, Dolphins. Oh, here's the difference: is Ryan Fitzpatrick quarterbacking or is Tua? Tua out there? Probably Fitzpatrick. Tua out there? I don't think can get that win yet. Um, if it's Fitz Magic, <sighs> I'm gonna say win two. I think the Niners are gonna have a have an. They're gonna have an eight and eight, nine and seven type of year, like super disappointing. They're gonna, you know, maybe they find, maybe they go ten and six and they weasel their way into a wild card game and then and then get knocked out. Um, yeah, I have them making the playoffs, but I think they're gonna have a little bit of a comeback to earth here. Yeah. So. So then week six they go out on the road again at Denver. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say loss. That's a tough one. I'm gonna say loss. Yeah. I would say loss as well. That same, at San Fran, it's it's that same thing, you know, that that's the letdown game. Yeah. Mile high on the road, long road trip. When is that game, by the way? Is that is that a day game? Four oh five. Okay. That sounded like a that could be like a weird Thursday night game. Dolphins, Broncos. <laughs> yeah. Next up. But then they go. Week seven and eight is against the Chargers and then the Rams, both Los Angeles teams at home. So home versus Chargers and then Rams. Ooh, I'm gonna say win versus the Chargers. 
Uh, I think they win both of those. The travel, man. That's yeah, a long home. travel for both those teams. Yeah. That's the other factor, too, is, like, travel on its own is always a factor. What happens now when you're traveling and then, like, you have to be checked out by doctors for, like, an hour after you get off a plane? And then you have right, to go through good. your coronavirus testing. And then maybe there's all sorts of procedures about what you can and can't take with you on the road because of wanting to not spread things and blah, blah, blah. How much more will travel be, like, a hindrance uh, and a factor in in the coming season? Um yeah, you know we don't know. We'll have to wait till things happen and and teams and players can talk about it. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm gonna go double wins as well. So uh, the Dolphins right now are six and three. Moving respectable, on. and they go to on the road against Arizona. Mm, 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 mm. That's a good game. Oh wow. Arizona. I think lost there. By I mean, now, by, see, here's the thing though. Like I'd say by now, maybe uh, two is playing. But if they're on a roll like this with Fitzmagic, probably not. I say this game, Dolphins are losing. Fitzpatrick gets hurt. Tua comes in, and it's Tua versus Murray, uh, the two the two Smurfs, and uh, and the Dolphins find a way to pull it out for win number three in a row. I'll say loss. <laughs> don't have the same kind of imagination that I do. <laughs> Let's go card. <laughs> Chris is just like, no. <laughs> Loss. Okay. Next. This huge cardinal comes out of the sky, goes down into the water, picks up a dolphin, and drops it back <laughs> in the water, and they win. That's my bold prediction. Okay. And then week 10, uh, at home against the New York Jets. Um, ba 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 ba. Win. We already have. We already have the Jets losing those. So. Yeah, and then bye week and Jets again. <laughs> um, loss because we had the Jets. Talk about a confidence boost, huh? All right. Ap- after the Jets. See. At home against the Cincinnati Bengals. Hmm. Win. Although Burrow, ah, man, I don't know. Yeah, what are yeah, the Bengals going to be? Like, could the the Bengals, if if Burrow, oh, man, that's really tough. Because at this point in the season, even if the Bengals record-wise aren't good, Burrow's going to have some experience under his belt. I'm going to say loss. I, I, I think. After I wasn't sold on what Burrow could do for the Bengals after we spoke to Brad Kelly about Joe Burrow before before the draft, um, I I think the Bengals they're not going to be a good team this year, but as far as record goes, but I think as far as what Burrow is going to be able to do, I think by this point in the season, um, if if this is actually Week 13 and not you know Week you know eight or something like that because of if games get moved around and pushed back, um. And shuffled. Um, I'm going to say the Bengals win. Oh, mm. oh, okay, still there. Wasn't sure if we lost you. I, uh, I'll, I'll say, I'll say win against. All right. Coming down the home stretch here for the Dolphins. 
Kansas City at home. Loss. Loss. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> Kansas City loses that one. Yikes. Kansas City should be the team to beat, so. Yep. Let's see. Sunday, December 20th. At home against New England, which I believe we had already. Um, haven't done that yet. Um, cool. Ah. Uh, I said loss. I'll go win here. I think at home. I'm going to say loss. And here's why. Uh, it won't be Tom Brady getting overwhelmed by the humidity in the in in the winter time uh, down there. Um, it'll be Jared Stidham, different team, different team. Weird true, things happen. True. Weird things will happen. So, uh, true. you're saying say win, you're no. saying win. Okay, yeah. so loss for the Patriots for you there, and I'm gonna say give the Patriots a win there. All right. And then they go to Las Vegas and to Buffalo to finish it up. Um, Buffalo, we've already got in there. So at the Raiders for the Dolphins. I'm going to say loss. I'm going to say win. Big loss down the stretch. You've got a loss. All right. So let's tally these up. Christian here is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Ooh, this is going to be the division is going to be very interesting. So you've got them going nine and seven. I have them going eight and eight. So right now the Jets are clearly going to be in the basement. Um, Dolphins and Bills are going to be very close for being the same record. And now we can get to the uh, to the Patriots schedule. Let's check in with the comment section really quick. AFC East teams, AFC East will have three top ten defenses. Yeah, but they may also have three bottom offenses. <laughs> yeah, that's the key. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, a lot of the same talk about uh, the Fitzmagic factor. Um, he's got the best beard in the NFL. That is true. Cannot argue. Julian Edelman's close. Julian Edelman playoff beard. Close. Yeah, when Edelman's got it going. Close. Close, close to the Fitz uh the Fitzpatrick um the Harvard man's beard. Um All right, so now we can do we can do the Patriots schedule. Um we already have them winning on opening day. Um and I've got this one in front of me. So Next, the Patriots travel to the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I'm going to give that a big fat L. If the Patriots start two and zero, color me purple because I'll be very impressed. <laughs> if, if they I start, if they start two and zero, the league's going to be really pissed because it's going to be like, oh my god, nothing's changed. No, I, I will say they have Seattle and Kansas City in the first four weeks. If there's no fans in those buildings, it's definitely a lot different. Oh, now, yeah. I still, see, I still see Seattle winning that game. Um, so I'll go lost there as well. But that those two buildings are probably the toughest places to play. If there's no fans in there, I mean, I don't know. They're, they could sneak one out. Yeah. No, totally. Well, and that's the other thing, too, is like I, I, maybe the NFL is anticipating having to move games and just taking the games that get missed and lopping them on at the end. Because Seattle and Kansas City, instead of those being week two and week four, now those become week 
15 and week 17, you know, where maybe there's more in line. But at the same time, if you're trying to get interest in those games, if the Patriots are, you know, three and nine, that game doesn't have the same draw later in the year. Whereas early on in the season, the Patriots, you don't know what they're going to be yet. You can still milk those primetime matchups. You can still milk the Patriots for that primetime matchup. So, right. But we both have them losing to Seattle um, here. So uh, next is home versus the Las Vegas Raiders. And I give the Patriots a W. Win. There. And as you, as you already said, at Kansas City on October 4, um, I'm going to say loss. loss. You know, it doesn't, yeah. I don't think it's going to matter. Having a crowd – would make a difference. I think having the crowd for there for Kansas City would be the difference between it being um, Patriots losing, you know, twenty eight to seventeen and losing forty five to three. <laughs> you know, yeah, with the crowd. Agreed. Uh, home versus the Broncos. I give the Patriots a win there. Yeah, I'll say win there. Uh, on the bye week, and then home against Jimmy Garoppolo and the San Francisco 49ers. Bill versus his protege. This is a tough one. I think that is probably... Does Bill dial one up for Jimmy? That's the big thing. Oh, he dials a fat one up for Jimmy. <laughs> or does he give him a freebie because he loves him so much? <laughs> no. no. Does he just like text him before the game? Like honestly, hey, honestly, this is Bill's wet dream. Here's why: he gets to go against. It's it's like a win-win scenario for him because he gets to go all out against the guy that see Bill and Bill. This is how Bill's mind would probably work. He'll go all out against Garoppolo, and then if he loses, he can be like, see, this is why he was the guy. But if he beats him with Jared Stidham, that then solidifies in his own ego that he can win with anybody. So it's a win-win for Bill. He's going to go all out because it's a win-win. And I say say they win. I say they win. And followed up with a uh, road loss to the Buffalo Bills. They then defeat the Jets on the road and then are home against the Baltimore Ravens who will run all over this team loss. <laughs> yeah, loss. Big, big loss. I think Baltimore is another team that could have a little comeback to earth here in terms of like crazy hype, but uh, they're still going to run the crap out of the ball. And uh, yeah, that's a loss. Uh, they then followed up by having to go on the road to the Houston Texans, and I say back-to-back losses. Yeah, I'm going to go loss there as well. Don't like that. Home versus Don't the, like that match. Home versus the Arizona Cardinals, uh, who Win. I think, yeah, have not played in Foxborough since 2012, which, I don't know if you remember this game, uh, the Patriots were down like the whole, it was one of those like crazy games where like, uh, the Patriots were leading, but never had like a real a solid lead. Like Carlos Dansby blocked a punt and like ran it back, and somehow the the Cardinals were like one and eight, um, something crazy. Or maybe it was earlier in the season. I can't remember. They they were bad. They were they were they were a really bad team. I think that was Ken Wisenhunt's last year in in Arizona, and 
the Patriots were down. All of a sudden, they like needed a drive. They get down to like the thirty yard line or like the twenty five yard line. They run. This was with the replace. Was was with no. It wasn't replacement refs. Was it the replacement refs year? I think it was. Right. Yeah. Beginning of twenty twelve was the replacement yeah. refs, and uh, the Patriots ran to the line of scrimmage. It was like no huddle. They ran a draw play, and Danny Woodhead ran straight up the middle for like twenty five yards for a touchdown. Patriots are going to win the game. There was like three seconds left, and. Uh, they uh, called, like, a block in the back. They The refs called some, uh, like, crazy, like, holding call. Um, and it wasn't even holding. It was, like, Aaron Hernandez, like, he just blocked a guy. He, like, knocked a guy over off the line of scrimmage, and they called him for some, like, they called for, like, unnecessary roughness. Like, something, like, absurd. Like, the rule didn't even, it wasn't even a rule. And so they called it back. So then it was, like, okay, well, with the amount of time left we have, we'll just have to kick, like, a chip shot field goal. We'll still win the game, you know, because we're only down one point, and uh, Guskowski like hooked like a chip shot, and and they lost. <laughs> it was like yeah. it was just one of those crazy games where like nothing goes right. Um, anyway, I digress. Uh, last time that happened, the last time the Cardinals were in New England, it won't happen this time because Guskowski's not there to miss a field goal. So exactly uh, right. Uh, moving on to uh, hitting the road. Uh, a lot of yeah, I think everybody's getting piggybacked here with this Chargers thing, Chargers Rams. So uh, I will say, uh, at the Chargers is a win, at the Rams, loss. Ah oh, man, that's tough. Um... But who knows? Can 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 Bill do against the Rams again? With will he have the defense to do the same thing to the Rams? Because they didn't need the offense, they didn't. They didn't need Tom Brady to be Tom Brady to beat the Rams in the Super Bowl. Maybe, yeah, maybe yeah, if you say true. you needed him to make that one throw to Gronk, you know that 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 which was uh you know a Hall of Fame type throw, um, and a Hall of Fame type catch. Mm, maybe they can beat the Rams again. I think they go one and one, yeah. But I think they go one on one on that. Win loss. Which uh, which rounds out the schedule because the the season ends with the division which we've already filled out. So now, to tally up for the Patriots from Christian's side, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine and seven for Christian, for Pez, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine and seven for me as well. So, kind of what we think. You had the Bills. Going ten and six, um, I had them going nine and seven. Uh, I had the Dolphins going eight and eight. You had them going nine and seven. The Jets are clearly in the basement, four and twelve. But it's going to be a slugfest here between the Patriots, the Bills, and the Dolphins. And uh, let me look at the division, how it broke down throughout the division. So wins for the division. Oh, I didn't mark them out for. I should have noted, marked them out along the way. Um. Because obviously that's probably going to be the determining factor here. The Patriots against the division go one. Let's see, one and zero, oh, one and one, two and one. Two and one, three and one, three and two, four and two. So we have the Patriots going four and two in the division. So that that could give them 
that could give them the edge. Um, yeah. But again, any of those games can flip flop. I mean, you lose, you lose opening night against the Dolphins. That could be it. That I mean, the division is going to be very tight this year. So you know, those divisional games are gonna are gonna matter a lot. Um, Colin asked, "Who's the starting QB?" I'm not sure who that's in reference to. <laughs> um, if it's for the Patriots, I say it's Jared Stidham. Um, Christian, I think, doesn't think so. But no, I mean, the only reason I say maybe not is if there's no full off-season preseason. So, but I, I hope and I think it'll probably be Stidham, just based on everything they've done. So. Christian, if you want to, go pull up the uh, the Buccaneers schedule, and we can run through that really quick, and we can see how the uh, the Tampa Bay Gronkineers do, um, and compared to the Patriots. Now, All right, you ready? Rapid fire round. Rapid fire round. All right, go. At New Orleans. Ooh, loss. Win. Home against Carolina. Win. Win. At Denver. Loss. Loss. Yeah. Home against the Chargers. Win. Yeah, win. At Chicago. Win. Win. Home against Green Bay. Loss. Win. I'm going to say win. I That defense, I don't know. Then they go... At Las Vegas. Win. Win at the Giants. <laughs> Eli's not there. Bad loss. Eli's not there. I'll say sneaky bad loss. Loss, okay. Go judge. Oh, it's true. And then home against New Orleans. Win. Yeah, win. At Carolina. Win. Probably a win. Home against the Rams. Mm. Win. I'm going to say loss. Home against the Kansas City Chiefs. That's a good game. Oh, oh man. I say loss. Loss, yeah. Oh. Kansas City. I'm going to say win. And they have the bye week in week 13, and then they go back home against the Vikings. Win. Win, yeah. And at Atlanta, I'm going to say loss. I'm going to say win. And they go back out to Detroit. <laughs> oh, to Patricia. Ooh, bad loss. Bad, I'm bad say loss. I'm going to say loss as well. Bad yep. loss. And then at home against the Falcons to wrap it up. Win. Yeah, win. All right, so for Christian, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven and five. And I have one, two, three. Eleven and five as well, so we didn't 
quite take the exact same route, but uh, eleven and five, which honestly that sounds about right. And and for yeah. for everything we've talked about with Tom having you know not having a full off season, not having all of the workouts, not being able to meet with personnel, not being able to meet with coaches, you know all of those factors on top of with it being a whole new team and cast of characters and everything on top of it being this weird coronavirus situation and are there fans, are there not fans, what's travel going to be like, everything. He's 43 years old. <laughs> um, yeah. This is assuming him and Gronk are healthy for the whole year. If Gronk goes down in week five with, you know, he gets twisted around and, oh, my back. Um, and then Tom say, you know, He's had these little nagging things throughout the last couple of years. His elbow sore, maybe his Achilles flares up again. You know, nothing that's like season ending, but things that have been kind of hindering him. Yeah. And he doesn't have the same degree of coaching to lean on anymore. Eh, could be worse. Um, but I feel like eleven and five is is kind of right in line, which honestly for that schedule is pretty good. Um, that's yeah, that's a bad, tough yeah. that's a tough schedule. Um, so I think they'll be they'll be anywhere from nine and seven to eleven and five. Yeah, yeah. They could also very well be fourteen and two. <laughs> you know, That's true, um, yeah. their ceiling is high, um, but I'd say realistically eleven and five is uh, is uh, is right there. So um, comment section uh, has that. We have Denver winning some big matchups. I guess that's true. You know, that's kind of the other thing. You know, unless we really plotted out all 32 teams here, you know, where have we given some teams that we think are terrible, like, enough wins? We're like, oh, you know, they'll go on the road to Denver and lose. That's a bad loss. So, uh, you know, uh, you know, give Denver the win there. And we've given Denver, like, nine wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, I guess we'd have to – we'd have to – we can do a deeper dive. If uh, if anybody listening wants to – have wants to uh, – uh, have us analyze their team's schedule. We certainly can. Uh, I think we're going to move on uh, for now uh, from the schedule um, and, and get into, I believe, the the last uh, – well, there is one more thing I want to get to, NFL-related, but we're going to be getting into our top five sports movies of all time. Um, so if you haven't submitted those, you can submit them in the comment section here or you could submit them to the 360 Sports Show at gmail.com. You can send them in here in the next couple of minutes. I uh, already have had some submissions. Um, we do top fives every week. We usually do a little uh, a poll uh, early in the week and then a video reveal of what the top five category will be. Um, and we've had a wide range uh, of categories, which has been exciting. Um, but uh, you can go check out. We're going to put the graphic up on the screen uh, if you're watching live. We're, we're live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Uh, here on Facebook Live, and then we put the show out as a podcast. And if you're listening to us as a podcast, thanks for uh, finding us there. And then make sure you subscribe to whatever podcast app you're using, and uh, you can catch all the shows. And all the graphics get put up on social media afterwards anyway. So follow at 360 Sports Show to go and see those. And you can always send us questions throughout the week that we'll get to on Sunday. Uh, the last bit of news that I wanted to get to from the week uh, was this whole Earl Thomas situation, which... It, it it basically sounds like like he had a uh, a good fellow's moment, you know, where you know he wakes up and his wife's got the gun right in his face. <laughs> what are you doing, honey? <laughs> um, she claims that uh, she didn't have uh, a magazine in the gun, uh, so that it couldn't fire. Um, but evidently, there was a round in the chamber, according to police. Uh, That's scary. So she basically almost pulled. She you could have had another Travis 
uh, from Tiger King situation here uh, with, with a round in the chamber. Um, basically what happened, for those that don't know, is Earl, uh, Earl Thomas's wife, uh, they were only very recently ma- uh, married, just in the, the last couple of years. Um, she found him with another woman and his brother. <laughs> so him and his brother were, you know, doing doing the dirty with, with some other woman, and Earl Thomas's wife caught them. And what's crazy is it's one thing if you want to forgive Earl and you want to try and, like, get over it and move on and, and, and whatever happens there, and as long as you never have to see the other woman again, it's his brother. You're still going to see his brother. <laughs> like, oh, God. Um, and I think Earl Thomas is very lucky to be alive, uh, frankly. And he yeah. put, he put out on social media this whole thing because the story broke, and he was like, you know, please, uh, you know, if you could if you could leave uh, my family alone, like all the news, let's not speculate, let's not talk about, it. you know, can you please respect our privacy? No questions, please. <laughs> you know, this 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 sort of thing happens, and everybody was yeah. like, Wait, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> that was the best part of the story. That was the best part of the story. He's like. You know, just another day in the life. You know, this this stuff happens. It's like you know, you're going down the stairs, you trip and fall. That stuff happens. You know what I mean? It's just you know, one of those things. Yeah, not not <laughs> not, not exactly. Quite. Not quite. I want to try and find the exact quote that that he yeah. used. Where is it? Because it was just it was just too good. Um, yeah, Earl Thomas. Tweets, please, no questions about the incident with my wife and brother. Respect our privacy. Mark Ingram, this is verified account, Mark Ingram, NFL running back. Bro, no questions? Question mark about your wife catching you and your brother banging the same chick? Then a gun gets involved? Nah, we got questions. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Many questions, and the fact that he says... It's one of those things that just happens. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. It's it, like it's know, like you, it's life, like knocking over a beer. Ah, crud! I think I clean. In that my up. life, one of those things that just happens. It's like you know, you go to pour the milk in the bowl of cereal and you miss the bowl. One of those <laughs> things that just happens. Yeah, or like you have a brain fart and you like put your cell phone in the refrigerator for some reason. You don't know why you did it. You spend hours looking for your phone. And you're like, ah, oh, no, I had a brain fart. Or you stand in a cupboard and you don't know what you're looking for in there. You know, things. Yeah. Oh, it just, yeah, it it happens. Oh crap! I left the toast in the in the in the toaster, and now it's burnt. It happens. Oh, I rolled over, and you know, my wife has a gun to my head because I cheated on her with uh, another woman and my brother. Hmm. Yeah. Definitely up there with burning the toast. I would I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm kind of curious how close is Earl Thomas with his brother? I mean, what kind of what kind of? Well, uh, they were close that day. Yeah, but but I mean, you know, how how much did they share? How much can be shared between two brothers? Well, that is one of those questions that we have, but Earl Thomas says it will go unanswered. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, that was just another you know uh, crazy moment uh, from the week um, that we we got to have. So even still, somehow without sports, I know we've wondered, Christian, to ourselves and somewhat aloud here on the show, what will we talk about? And we've had a steady stream of you know Tom Brady leaving the Patriots and. Will sports come back material and uh, things like this? <laughs> Earl Thomas. Thank you, Earl Thomas. <laughs> so, for the content. That's supplying great. us with content. Um, but now we can, uh, 
we can move into our uh, uh, the the main event, which is uh, this week's top five, um, and it was top five sports movies. That is what you, the fans, voted on. Uh, we put out polls on Twitter and on excuse me on Instagram, and uh, the uh, the polls came in, and it was very close. It was close between this and Bill Belichick draft picks this week. Um, but it will be top five sports movies and so much to choose from. Uh, I mean, I think we could have done just say top five baseball movies and that would have been enough. You know, a lot of tough decisions had to be made. Um, already had a couple of write-ins. So Dawn wrote in that her top five were major league fever pitch, field of dreams, a league of their own and happy Gilmore, all baseball and then golf. So, um, <laughs> I like, uh, thank you, Don, for, for, for writing those in, um, Colin wrote in field of dreams, raging bull, remember the Titans, major league and the mighty ducks with honorable mentions to Rocky and Creed, the replacements, Rudy, million dollar baby, the rookie Moneyball, space jam and dodgeball. Again, there are so many good yeah. Sports movies. I think the more interesting top five would be top five worst sports movies because there's probably not as many of them. They're there. They're, they are there. But there's probably not as many. Uh, and then even a bad movie, though, people might still like. Like It's so bad, it's good. Kind of like a lot of the Will Ferrell um, yeah, that's true. ones. You know? Jackie Moon. Yeah. Um, uh, Michael wrote in, <laughs> what? <laughs> what is this? These aren't sports movies. <laughs> oh, I see what he did here. I see what he did. So Michael wrote in Star Wars Episode One, Pod Racing, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. They have the arena, the replacement, <laughs> bed knobs and broomsticks, Disney's double teamed. <laughs> Hey, Double Team's actually a pretty good movie. Oh my god. Thank you. <laughs> I See, I've been trying to, you know, I kind of try to always find when we've been doing these top fives, something that like fits the category, but it's a little different, like how I had top five worst food ideas was vending machine food, you know? Um, stuff like that. Um, uh, I, round of applause. Round of applause to, to Michael. That is fantastic. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> at first I'm looking Star Wars Episode One. What the heck? Pod racing. It's a sport. Um, you need Jedi-like reflexes to compete, though. Only one, only one human that I know of, uh, has ever, uh, has ever successfully uh, done a pod race. You know, he's not the greatest person ever, but uh, but he did. It is an accomplishment. Um, <laughs> he didn't like sand that much either. Um, but anyway, uh, we will now uh, get into our top five. And if you're watching live, uh, you, we we, were, we have the, the graphics going to go up uh, on the screen. Uh, if you're listening to this as a podcast, you can go catch the graphic and, and react to it on social media later on today. But uh, our top five are there up on the screen now. And uh, Christian, how about you uh, You run us through your, your top five? All right. In no particular order, I guess. But... Uh... Remember the Titans, one of the best football movies you'll ever see. Uh, awesome. And then uh, Little Giants, little comedy. Uh, that one, 
So I kind of interpreted this as, you know, just my, I, I didn't really want to go as much comedy, but comedy and sports, but it's just, you know, that's just, you know, the best ones that I grew up with. So yeah, little that's giants. How, that's how you roll. Um, exactly. Um, little giants came in there at the end and then mighty ducks, obviously classic, uh, I had to include the hockey in there. I wanted to do Miracle, but I figured, you know what, Mighty Ducks, let's do it. Uh, Happy Gilmore, and probably my all-time favorite movie, The Sandlot. Yeah. I That, that would be number one, two, and three, and then the rest. <laughs> um, I, I've, it's funny, like, I've seen, obviously, I also have Remember the Titans on there, um, and I've seen all of these, for whatever reason, um, you know, I never, I never grew up playing a whole lot of baseball, so I liked The Sandlot as a movie. I, you know, I think it's a great movie. It never connected with me in the same way because, like, me and my friends, we went and played football and basketball. We never got like, you know, uh, guys together to go play a a pickup. The wiffle ball. Um, occasionally, yeah, but in, in, I don't know. We were just more. There's more football. It was honestly more football. If we got enough guys together, yeah, you know, we were gonna we were gonna play football in the backyard, um, and instead of wiffle ball, um, wiffle ball was kind of more of that like, you know, summertime down the lake, you know, if it was a slow day and you know there weren't a bunch of people down like adults in cars, you know, we could kind of there's an area like of grass where we could clear out and we we'd play wiffle ball for a while and then like maybe we'd organize the whole family to get a, a wiffle ball game going or something like that, but. Uh, you know, baseball itself for me was never the the thing that I went to first. It was always football, and then and then basketball. Um, yeah. So I think that's maybe why. At the least, you, I mean, you know, at least you said you you liked it as a movie. I mean, I would have signed off. If you said you didn't like it. Yeah, no, no. yeah, I, I, I love. Would have been it. Love the movie. I mean, it's a classic. It's a classic movie. Um, yeah, yeah. And I interpreted this the same way. I didn't try to go necessarily like what are like the consensus top picks. I went with my. These are the sports movies that kind of always stuck with me. And there were some tough choices to make. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, because there's so many baseball ones. There's so many. There's there's some really great basketball ones. There's there's great football ones. Um, like, Slapshot isn't on here. That is a fantastic movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, parental supervision required for some. Um, I was shown that movie at a very young age. <laughs> Oh, um, okay. Uh, my 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 dad had only seen the TV version, and obviously that uh, okay. was you know different from uh, the actual version. <laughs> so when we rented it, he's like, "You'll like this," and I was like, "Oh, I like it." And he's like, "I don't like it anymore." <laughs> Not to show you, <laughs> um, but that that's a so I tried to like pick what were my kind of favorites from each each. Uh, each sport, if I could, um, but I'll start at the bottom. I ranked them. Um, so start with number five: Cool Runnings, absolute classic Dis- Disney movie. John Candy, a great story. You know, based on a true story, the Jamaican bobsled team. Uh, it's comedy. It's historical. I love it. It's just always that movie. I loved it as a kid. I still love it now. It's it stuck with me. Um, next one was. He got game. Uh, Denzel Washington makes two appearances on this list <laughs> for me. Yeah. Um, but 
Jesus Shuttlesworth himself. You've got Ray Allen uh, showing off some acting chops. Um, you know, Spike Lee, Denzel Washington, just a really great movie. Um, kind of giving you a look into the life of the, the superstar basketball player trying to decide where he's going to go to college. Um, really well done movie. Um, next is Field of Dreams. Just a classic. You know, that, that was my base. My other baseball movie was Angels in the Outfield. That that was, it was really close. But I figured I went with Cool Runnings as kind of the one that, like, really stuck with me as a kid. Um, uh, Angels in the Outfield is, is right right there, too. You know, it's it's tough. Yeah. I think even doing a top ten would have been tough. Um, just as tough. Because um, there's movies that get left off. Um, but Field of Dreams is in there. You can't, can't beat, you know, if you build it, they will come. Um can't 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 beat field that's a great movie um remember the titans we both had it i mean fantastic movie um you know powerful you know na 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 you know that 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 movie just sticks sticks with you the the story is just so good and you know you get a little bit of history there too and denzel was awesome in that movie too but it's just like the story is just amazing yeah in that movie yeah um, and then I uh, miracle uh, for me, you can't beat miracle. Yeah, true story. Like it's one of those things where it's like you couldn't have written a better story. You know, the ultimate underdogs to a time where you know, and we've had this discussion before on the show about the Olympics. Should it be for amateurs only? That's what made miracle a miracle. This was college kids, kids who are Christian now, <laughs> younger than us, um, going and you know coming together l- learning what it means to have pride for your country defeating the 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 Soviets uh, at a time where they were the the powerhouse in the world for for hockey the 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 subtext of the cold war with it as well and what it meant and it's true like pretty much everything that happened in the movie is accurate <laughs> so it's not like not a whole ton was embellished you know, it's not like they didn't beat the Soviets in real life, but we we beat them in the movie. No, this is this is truth. This is fact. This is what happened. Um, yeah, and it's emo- it's emotional. I mean, I, every time I watch it, uh, you know, it, it it gets emotional. You know, do you believe in miracles? Yes. I mean, Al Michaels just, you know, uh, he didn't he, he, he didn't he didn't know uh, how much those words were going to mean. Well, uh, when, when he uttered them, you know, and, and he didn't plan them. They just came out, which is, you know, that's, you know, the 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 writers had an easy script to write to work with because it had, <laughs> history had already written it. Um, yeah. But Mir- Miracle is absolutely it, it's my number one. Um, now, neither of us put a Rocky movie in here. And I have a reason why I when I did my top ten. I you know because I was talking about this with my family. I don't even know if I put a Rocky movie in my top ten because for me, what I just said about Miracle, about it being real and about it being factual and historical and all these other things, um, Rocky is made up. <laughs> so Rocky yeah. wins his fights because the script says so. Now I know a lot of these other ones that are, are you know there's other things that are fictional. Um, but for Rocky, it, it it I don't know, it never I like I like Rocky one, uh, I like Rocky two, and I like Rocky four, and then the Creed movies are great. But something for me, it's still like it's like I prefer 
um, the fighter. Like, I prefer, you know, the stories about Mickey Ward, uh, you know, Mark Wahlberg, kind of over Rocky a bit because it's like that actually happened. Like, his story is real. You know, people idolize Rocky. It's like, <laughs> dude doesn't exist. <laughs> I don't know. It just yeah. it just seems, you know, movies themselves, fun, entertaining, yes. For me, when I'm ranking my sports movies, I don't know. That's where I come down, you know, and I don't know how you feel about it. I got a lot of flack for not having Rocky in here. But you know what? I'm sticking to my guns. Yeah, you know what? I, honestly, this is like people are gonna like probably rip me for this, but I don't even know if Rocky makes it in the top thirty for me. I'll be honest. It's oh, like, down. It's like one of it's like one of those things that like I just never really got into it, and everybody loved it, and like I watched them, and they're good movies. But for me. Like, I could rattle off 20, 25 sports movies right now, and not one of them would be Rocky, I'll be honest with you. Yeah, it, maybe it's because from... You know what? Go ahead. Yeah, I mean, you know what? It, you can give me crap all you want, but it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... I think maybe for us, you know, our generation, like, Rocky was something that we experienced after the fact, whereas, like, at the time... You know, when Rocky came out for for that generation, it was a uh, it was a big deal. Uh, my family, I'm Italian. My family gave me some flack. They're like, "How can you not have Rocky? In it? You 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 don't even have you don't have an Italian." I was like, "Uh, Mike Aruzioni. Period. <laughs> Done. Yeah. <laughs> There's my there Italian. There's my Italian for you. <laughs> Game winning goal against the Soviet Union in the Olympics. Done." <laughs> Um, hey, maybe we've struck a nerve. I mean, Michael chimes in. Rocky is trash. Um, so I think I think there's, you know, there's there's dozens of us, dozens um, people that uh, you know aren't as. I don't think they're trash. I just prefer other stories to them. Now, you know, yeah. I, I kind of look at them as um, like campy and kind of like cartoonish to me. You know, like I I'd, I'd rather like they're they're. They're kind of goofy entertainment in in a way to me. Um, we got more picks here in the thing. Fever pitch, Sandlot, Katie. Fever pitch, Sandlot. Remember the Titans, obviously. Double team, longest yard. Bend it like Beckham. That was another one that was. Yeah. Back when, and then Colin. Colin said this one too. I I actually agree with Colin on this. Coach Carter is actually a really really good movie. In my top ten, that is in my top ten. Um, that yeah. Um, he got game. Coach Carter and um, Hoosiers, kind of some of my best basketball movies. Uh, we could. So re- I've heard this. Uh, I've heard this new movie too with uh, Ben Affleck. The Way Back is really good as well. Yeah, is that based on a true story or not? I don't. That I, that I don't know. Yeah, that I don't know. Because again, like sometimes I feel like it, it's a little overdone. Like you know the story, like oh the the plucky team that. Nobody thought could win the coach that nobody thought could yeah. get his life straight, blah, 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 blah. You know, if it's just a retread of and it's fictitious, eh, like you almost know what's going to happen. Like, oh, they're going to win somehow with, you know, with their attitude. Um, but here's, here's one for you. Full court miracle. I would watch that over Rocky. Uh, <laughs> Ever seen that old Disney movie? Yes. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, tons. There's tons of Disney Disney ones. Alley Cat Strike. I'll watch that. 
Luck of the Irish. You ever seen Luck of the yes, Irish? Luck of the Irish. Yeah, yeah we, you brought this up because, uh, um, um, who is it? Uh, Vinnie Poirier, oh, Vinny Poirier looks, yeah. looks like yeah. your guy. <laughs> yeah, Seamus McKernan, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could do top five of Disney sports movies, top five basketball movies, top five baseball movies. Let us know in the comments uh, if you if you guys have any top fives that you want us to do or are interested in. Send them to us. We'll we'll put them in the uh, in the rotation uh, of the polls, so to speak. Um, Here's the thing: I would do top five boxing movies and not have Rocky in it. <laughs> Can you? All right, come on. That's that's a little. I'll extreme. be honest. What name five boxing? No, I don't think so. Five name five boxing movies right now. I'll even give you a second. I will. Uh, I will ad lib here to. Well, you can think. I'll. I'll just. I'll just. I'll just. You know, kind of keep talking. You can think. You can do some research here on your phone really quick. Five. Bo- I can't even think. Let me think of. If I could think of five other non-Rocky. Now you can't use Creed. Creed is a is a is a cousin to uh, the Rocky movies, so you can't use Creed in there sneakily. That's still Rocky. So you gotta. All right. You gotta come up with with five. Boxing movies that aren't related at all to Rocky. Go. All right. Uh, let's see. <sighs> Rocky 1, Rocky 2? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, try. Uh... Cinderella Man? There's one. Boom, boom. One. There you go. <laughs> one. I'll give the you fighter. another. I'll give you another. Okay, there you go. Two fighter. There you go. Million dollar baby. Okay, three. Almost there. Almost there. Yeah, I think I'm done. I think <laughs> I'm done there. You're gonna you're gonna send me like a picture of like a dollar store boxing movie that you <laughs> VHS <Yeah>. limited release. <laughs> um. Uh, Michael says the one with Christian Bale. Yeah, that's the fighter. The fighter has. <clears throat> Christian yep. Bale in it, um, yeah. The rock, the Rocky. Consider... We're 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 polarizing the comment section here with with a Rocky. Uh, Michael says Rocky is trash. Peter says Yo, Rocky is the best sports movie ever. Michael says it proves Philly is a trash city. The fact that they have a statue of a fi- fictional character. Um, <laughs> Cor says Rocky is fictional, so may not stand up there with these other true stories. But it's a feel good story, and Rocky the original is a classic. Um. Collins says Benjamin Franklin was fictional. I'm not sure where that's coming from. <laughs> Talking about the statue, I guess. Yeah. Um, the fighter. They go the way back. The way back. That's another one. Okay. Southpaw. All right, we got him. We're good. <laughs> Ali, okay. you forgot then... about Muhammad Ali. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Kind of a glaring omission. Here's the thing for Philadelphia and having a statue of Rocky. Why no statue of Walt Frazier? Huh? Why not? The dude was no. real. He existed. Was a is an amazing fighter. No statue? No statue? A little bit a little bit of a reason no. for that. We're not a politics show, so we're not going to get into that reason, but I think we can all kind of assume the reason there. Um Cinderella man with Russell Crowe. See now see now now you're you're getting some backup here on the on the on the uh, non-Rocky fighting movies. I told you. I told you I could do it. <laughs> you didn't do it. You had help. <laughs> hey, it still counts, you know? You ever seen Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Sometimes you need a lifeline. <laughs> so, anyway, those are our top five sports movies. I think we're going to have to come back to this. 
um, you let us know in the comments or, or send us uh, to an email to the 360 sports show at gmail.com. Any other uh, top fives you want to see, maybe expansions here of sports movies, um, because uh, clearly this is a topic that people care about and, uh, and we want to explore more of. And uh, it's good content for the show uh, at a time when uh, we don't have a whole lot of content uh, because there's not games. But games are coming. We had the return of UFC this week. Uh, NASCAR is coming back. Golf will be coming back. We'll have the uh, the the Legends Challenge: Mickelson, Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, and Tom Brady coming up. We'll have that to talk about, um, along with a lot of others. So slowly but surely, we're getting uh, sports back into our lives. Um, Want to thank everybody who uh, who joined in listening here today, uh, playing along with us with the top fives, and uh, you know, joining us here on a Sunday. Uh, Real quick shout out to once again to all the mothers out there. It is Mother's Day after all, and uh, just a big shout out to uh, all the moms and and, and mothers, uh, and even those you know aunts and and godmothers, uh, you know mo- mother figures uh, everywhere. We love you. Um, wouldn't be here without you, and uh, hope you guys can all uh, have a great day, uh, even while we're all still trying to remain socially distant. Uh, we can have video calls and phone calls and uh, all that all that good stuff. We can still share and spread the love. All right. Happy Mother's Day to everybody. All right. Well, we will catch you guys next week. Again, remember to like and subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. Just search for The 360 Sports Show, and you can email the show, the360sportshow at gmail.com, and follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at 360sportshow. We'll be live next Sunday at 11 a.m. Until then, stay safe, everyone. Yeah.